Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alita. And I'm Rachel. Welcome to the club. Hello, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. We are so excited for today's episode. We've been waiting for this for a long time, but okay backstory we recorded this already (laughs) (laughs) and now we are re-recording because we had some technical difficulties so this will be um our second time recording with the amazing miracle she is an esthetician up in alaska and we're just going to get to know her a little bit better and also do a kim kardashian skin review so um that's like her new skincare line so yeah we have so many fun things that we're going to talk about today But let's get started with our weekly favorites and our weekly updates. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like I have more favorites and updates just because we've had more time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So my weekly favorites, the first one is the Perfect Bar. It's a really yummy protein bar that you keep in the freezer And I really like that it's cold, especially in the summertime, because it's so freaking hot here in Arizona. So I really like that. Explain what's in it. But okay, so (laughs) you have to like peanut butter to like it, but I will say it is better for you than built bars. True. My hair scan girl told me that. Um, so that's why I transitioned from built bars to the perfect bar. Um, but anyways, it is very, very peanut buttery. Like, very, you're taking a chunk of peanut butter. Yes, it's like a spoonful. <laughs> but it is so good. And you can get some with, like, chocolate chips in it. And I feel like that helps to break it up. But I love peanut butter. So that's my favorite. It's like, oh, my gosh, how many grams of protein? Is it a lot? It's a lot is of protein. Is protein powder in it, too? Or is it just peanuts? Honestly, I have no idea. All I know is there's a large amount of protein Okay. and I'm in my gym girl era. So I'm oh, trying yes. to eat protein, a ton of protein. <laughs> I wish I was in my gym girl era, but we're there right now. Is it also, cause I know peanuts can like be not acne safe. Would you say that it's like clean enough? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll look into the ingredients and then we'll give a update skin wise yeah um oh yeah I am not super acne prone so I can't really speak on that okay so wait where do you get them from I get them from Costco in bulk um <laughs> no but I should bulk, right? yeah or from Costco you said what they are at Costco yes okay I have a Costco yes <laughs> go to try them they're <laughs> so freaking good I love them and just that they're refrigerated it's great but yeah, so that's one of my weekly favorites. And then my cross body bag that I've been raving about on Instagram. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, I was influenced by Carly Buys Things and it's really good quality. I've just, I never buy bags for myself like ever. It's just not one of those things I ever think about. When I have a bag that does good, I'll lug it around for a few years and then get a new one. So I got a new one. It's really nice. My dad even asked me if it was, what did he say? He's like, is that Prada? <laughs> <laughs> so it looks really nice. And yeah, that's, those are my two weekly favorites, but amazing. Yeah. Miracle, do you want to share yours? Of course. Okay. So I got, um, 
The Skinny Confidential, I use her ice roller all the time, the hot mess ice roller that I talk about on my stories. Yes. Yeah. But I got the pink balls. Oh my gosh. I want one. Okay, it's so good. So this is like, I think they're just called like the pink balls, like sculpting yeah. balls. And since this is a podcast, people can't see them, but they're like two pink balls on a stick. <laughs> And you roll your face with it. And I didn't think it was something I would need because I have my ice roller already. But I just was like, okay, I'm going to buy whatever she puts out anyway. The Skinny Confidential, Lauren. And when I got it in, I didn't realize that there's like divots all around these balls that actually like grip and grab the skin and like sculpt the face with your with the roll. So I'm obsessed with this and I've been using it every single day. And I'm just, I have this fear of getting super puffy like in the face and I like to stay like yeah <laughs> especially Natch. with pregnancy right now I'm like it's summer it's hot and I'm pregnant so I just don't want that like bloated puffy face so I'm like obsessed really? with rolling and sculpting so that's one of my weekly favorites um where's my other one buying right now oh I know I really want that puffy. <laughs> yeah it's I think it's like not I want to say it was like 90 dollars or 100 dollars or something but she does like the 15% off all the time. And if you use tools like this every day, like I actually use mine every day, I think they're really worth it. Well, and I like how it like just watching you over a video call, the way it like grips to your jaw, like mm-hmm. you can that see. looks super nice. Yes. Like very oh, sculpting. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Um, Wait, do you think it's worth the price? I do. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like I said, if you use, if you are someone who's going to use your facial tools on a consistent basis, I think then absolutely worth the price. If you're going to buy it just for it to sit on your vanity or grab it here and there, then maybe not. Right. Okay. Because, well, after you had talked about that, I literally like went and put both the ice roller and the balls in my cart. Yeah. Um, because I was like, oh my gosh, like they look so cool. Um, But I just was like, that's a lot. For, it's a lot for just like a luxury face tool, you know, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to get an honest review if it was yeah. really worth it. And it's nice getting one from a professional. Yes. <laughs> yes. So my next weekly favorite is I just got back into reading and it feels so good. I have said for years I want to read again and I see everyone on TikTok like back on their reading grind so I finally picked up the Colleen Hoover books. Literally yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, clearly I was way late to the game on the Colleen Hoover books, but I flew oh through almost two of them this weekend. So yeah. Which one? Verity. <gasps> which Can wait, Verity and which one? Um, Ugly Love I'm almost done with. Oh my gosh, so good. But then oh. I just, I went on Instagram and then I got a bunch of recommendations. So I'm like, okay, here we go. I think I'm going to buy a Kindle now because I just, yeah. I'm literally going to go pick up my Kindle today at Target. Yeah. Because I ordered it and oh, it finally did? got there. Yes. Because I've been eyeing the um, paper white Kindles for okay. like probably, I mean, I'm, I'm a reader and I've been eyeing it for probably almost a year now. But I've just been doing Audible and I'm like, oh, no, I don't have time to like sit down and actually read. But then I breastfed for so long. I breastfed Jovi like her entire first year. But 
those middle of the night feeds, when I look at my phone, yeah. I like while nursing in the middle of the night, it keeps me up all night. So I'm like, I'm just going to get a Kindle so I can just read and then like still kind of stay sleepy, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and not have the light affect my eyes and wake me up. That's so, what I, I hate. So the yeah. first book, Verity, that I picked up, I actually got it at Target. And then I wanted Ugly Love next and they didn't have it at Target. So I was like, I'll just buy it on my phone. But I hate reading on my phone. I'm like, even if I put on Do Not Disturb, I just, I mm-hmm. get distracted. I'll open, like, open Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, I need a Kindle. Totally. <laughs> it's not the same. And I do audiobooks and I just typically listen to them, like, when I'm cooking and cleaning and driving because I have long drives to work and back. So I do love having an Audible account. But, like, I... I think I talked about this last week, like with my routines that I'm trying to do, like my morning routine and my nighttime routine. And I'm trying to curate the perfect nighttime routine. And to me, that looks like reading an actual yes. book, like Kindle, yeah. and not being on my phone trying to read because, like, I have my iPad that has the Kindle app, and I just see notification, notification, notification for work constantly okay. popping up, and it's not the same. So I'm like, my iPad, I associate with work. My phone, I associate with work. I need something just for reading. <laughs> yes. Okay. Also, if you're doing audiobook, you can't really do that with like Jovi or Ryder around because Colleen oh, Hoover gets are... a little spicy. In my in my ears. <laughs> in my ears only. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's necessary. No, I have to pause. You just have it, it blasting in the house. Yes. Every time they like come in from like outside or Jovi wakes up for a nap, I'm like, pause. It's like this. <laughs> Actually, I won't say that. <laughs> I was gonna talk about the scandalous podcast. Oh yeah. I listen to. Oh yes. I cannot have that playing just out loud no. at my house. <laughs> yeah. There's a podcast that she introduced me to called it's called Honeydew Me. Okay. It's like honeydew, like the fruit, and then me. Yeah. And it's just, it's very funny. It's like lighthearted and there's like an experienced girl and like a not so experienced girl in like the intimate life. And they just share like, they just talk about it's things that people really, don't really talk about. It's interesting. Yeah. And it's not like super profane either. It's like, it's giggly. Like it's not yeah. gross. Okay. I'll write that one down. It's it's really fun to like listen to sometimes and like get ideas and just feel more confident. Yeah, it yeah. sounds cute. Because people don't talk about these kinds of things. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I just ordered the tools. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love okay. it. Was that your weekly favorite? Yes. You, do you have any more? I mean, I could go on forever right now, but that's that's good for me. <laughs> Those are my obsessions. Okay. I have just a couple of weekly or a few. Three of them are drinks. So the mixers at Soda Rush. So I don't know if they have these in Alaska. I don't think they do, but there's like these um, soda drive-through places. It's almost like it's like a Starbucks for soda. And like you can add like mix-ins and different things like that. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> like you put like creamers and flavors in your soda anyways. It's where there's high populations of Mormons. That's yes. where they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, there's a company called Mix Hers and they do like vitamin packets and they actually collabed with one of the soda shops that's around here. And so they essentially just like put vitamins in your drink and it, it just tastes good. So 
I had one this week and it was really good. And then I bought like a whole matcha kit because I love matcha, but I've always just used um, like a frother to mix it. I have like the full on bamboo whisk now and like the little bamboo scooper. I have all the things for it, which I'm just really excited because I love my like morning drink routine. You know, I've still never had matcha. Okay. Like never. I need to change that like today. (laughs) It's good. It's so good. And then um, I ordered Better Greens because I tried it at my sister-in-law's house. And so Better Greens, it's kind of like Mixers, but it, it's a different brand. So I got one of those. And then I got a new diaper bag that actually just came in the mail, like right before we started recording. And Did you do the from- Beast one? Yes. Okay. How do you pronounce it? Bees or Bays? I have no idea. It's B-E-I-S, but I got like their it's- ultimate diaper bag. <laughs> And it's, like, the one that has, like, the insulated pockets and, like, 50 different pouches and all the things. So I'm so excited. It's really cute. It's so cute. Yeah. And it looks like a really nice, sleek black backpack. And then you influenced me last time we talked (laughs) to get the Frida pillow. Do you love it? I have not been in so little pain. Yes. In weeks. In it's so good. I don't think I could be sleeping without it, honestly. No, it's amazing. And like my hips were always so stiff and like my pubic bone was always so like tight and in pain every morning that I would wake up and it kind of just like threw off my day because I woke up in pain. But this, it has like changed my life. So oh, I love thank that. Thank you. I love You're it. You're welcome. So yes. <laughs> I love the influence. so those are my weekly favorites let's do some weekly updates give us a weekly update rachel yeah so last time i told a story (laughs) that i got a call from one of my exes oh my gosh yes and i was like what the crap why is he calling me and so i didn't answer because i thought it was weird and then he texted me later asking for skincare advice so That happened, and I thought that was hilarious. And then I also went to the lake for the 4th of July, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we didn't know what we were going to end up doing for the 4th of July. And then my aunt called us, and she's like, do you want to go to the lake? And I'm like, is that even a question? Like, amazing. make friends with that have boats. (laughs) Those are the things we stay close with. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a lot of fun. Um. And it actually was not as packed as we thought it would be. Oh, really? Yeah, we went later in the day, and there were not a ton of people there. So, wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The river was packed, though. Okay. I will say that the river was packed, but yeah, the lake wasn't too packed, and it was a lot of fun. So, so fun. That's what we did. But miracle, tell us your update. Um, still the same from when I talked to you guys last, which is still hot in Alaska. It's 80 degrees here. And I know that sounds pathetic, but it really truly is hot and we have no AC. So it's just, well, that's, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but this weekend for our hot 4th of July, sunny weekend, we were inside in a nice cooled house doing our remodeling in our um, the house we're remodeling right now. And I don't know if you guys saw, I posted on Instagram, the entertainment wall we made. Yes. It looks amazing. I love Thank watching you. the process. It was, yeah, it was actually really fun. Um, it took us all weekend and we also were working on some other projects we were 
like wrapping up in the house, but it just felt like a really productive weekend on the remodel. We're hopefully moving in next month. So that's just kind of taking up all my time right now, but it's like a fun process and kind of cool to be doing. Um, And then I'm almost 23 weeks pregnant, I believe. It's weird because I feel like you kind of stop counting. Yeah, you kind of get lost. Yeah, I'm starting to like get lost, especially with it being summer and just being so busy. But I'm feeling baby move all the time. And it's like the best feeling ever. And it's actually making pregnancy feel like real and fun and exciting. So that's, that's my so weekend. Yay. I love that. That's so oh, feeling the baby move is like the best feeling ever. It really is. It's like all I ever wanted to be pregnant for was to like know what that feels like. <laughs> yes. So, but it's like, I feel like when you try to describe it, it's like you just imagine what it would feel like to have a baby move inside of your stomach. Like, I don't know how else to like explain it. Like, that's it's literally, just, yeah. Yeah. It's what you would think. <laughs> People were always telling me, like, you're going to feel like you have gas bubbles. And I didn't ever feel that way. I felt instantly like, oh, that's my baby moving. Like, yeah. that's not a gas bubble. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I get the butterfly feeling too, though. I was going to ask about that. Like, yes. if you like, feel like in the very beginning, I feel yeah. like around like 15 to 20 weeks, I think it's more of like flutters that you feel. And sometimes it's comparable to like gas. Like, you know, when you can almost feel like a bubble like move through in your intestines. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling my husband, like, when, when, the baby moves around but isn't like kicking hard. I compared it to like when you stand next to um, like a jet in like a hot tub and you know like when it like rumbles up against like your stomach. Yeah, yeah. It's a very comparable feeling. That's a like, really good like, analogy. Moving around. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. So and Miracle, remind me, when are you due again? Because your due dates are pretty close, yeah. right? Um, I'm due November second, but I yeah, I keep saying October because I feel like it's going to come, like, end of October. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> we're pretty much, like, almost four weeks exactly apart. Maybe three weeks. What's your, like, day that you... My due date's October 6th. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your like, day where your week changes? Day of Thursday. the week. Oh, mine's Wednesdays. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I will hit 27 weeks on Thursday. And I'll hit 23 on... Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Okay, a month apart. Yeah, yeah. We're very really close. Yeah. Crazy. I feel like I keep telling everyone though September because Jovi came two weeks early, so I just mentally yeah her to come super early. But okay, yeah. We'll see. I'd rather be like she's coming early and then have more time because I'm working up until like twenty seven and five or something. So I'd rather mentally like be overly prepared than not you know Smart. yes probably better yeah probably better <laughs> okay well my weekly updates is I officially I guess this is from two weeks ago I officially started offering Caraviv the scalp treatment with hydrofacial yay it has been like from a business standpoint a game changer um it's amazing when clients just purchase the package up front it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> and I feel like I've gotten a lot of like my hair 
clients, like my cosmetologists are now telling their like extension clients about it. And I mean, hairstylists see it all from tons of hair to no hair. And so yeah, it's really cool that I feel like now I'm making more connections like with my clients mm-hmm. to have more referrals. And so it's just, it's been awesome for my business. Well, it's like a whole other service, bringing totally. a whole other clientele of people. Right. Yeah. And it's a phenomenal treatment. It's amazing. I want to see before and afters that you have. I, I'll send you a couple. I did on my scalp. I don't really, ha- I've only done one. I've done two treatments, but not back to back. I've only done one treatment recently. And then I have a couple really good before and afters of just one treatment on a couple clients, which mm-hmm. I like was kind of shocked to see a client back four weeks later and actually see a difference after one treatment. Like I believe yeah. in the treatment, of course, and I believe in hydrofacial, but to vis- physically see your own before and after on your own client is like wild. That's what yeah. I'm excited for is like this upcoming, like within the next two weeks, I'll start having my clients be returning for their second. And so I'm really excited to start seeing that. And then also I'm going to start training my um, employee to do Caraviv and she's going to use my husband as like a model. And I just can't wait to see him with a full head of hair. <laughs> Yay. Not super thinning hair. How far apart do you space the Caraviv appointments? Is it like Every facial four appointments? Four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks? Yeah. Okay. And you start with a series of three. Okay. So you you can gauge it after that, just like the frequency that you want to do, but they, they say to start with three and then see the progress that you've made, see if like, you're content. And if you are, then you can like wait. I think it was like six months and then start up again and do another series or you can just do them quarterly. Just... And that probably yeah. feels so good too on your scalp. Totally. Oh, it does. Like, it's like nothing beats a scalp massage. And so to have oh, that suction, I think I would love that. It almost, if you can imagine like little sucker fishes, like, <laughs> you know, oh, I just, it's such like a weird, satisfying, yummy sensation. It's very relaxing too. And I think just like doing a full like hydrofacial with like your scalp done, it's like you'd feel refreshed from the boobs up, you know? Yeah. Just be amazing. So. I officially started Care Aviv treatments in my office, and then um, I went up this up north this weekend to Pine Top, and it was just so nice. I feel like just changing the scenery of your day to day pace really helps your mind just like relax and not just be so wired all the time. So it was healing. Good. But that's all. <laughs> Those are my weekly updates. So. We're going to jump right into today's episode, okay? So we're going to interview Miracle about just everything about her, her business, um, being an esthetician, and then Miracle purchased all of the skin line, um, and so we are going to do kind of like a product review and give some of our opinions and some more details into the skincare line. So let's start with our questions for Miracle. Okay. All right, Miracle, where are you from? Born, raised, moved around? What's your story? Well, I'm born and raised in Alaska. Um, definitely after high school, started traveling a lot. I did spend a few months in Arizona, too, uh, like 2013, I think, or 2014. My husband, so me and my husband have been together almost 10 years, so we started dating our senior year of high school and his 
He played two years of hockey in Arizona and like Maricopa area is where he lived. So they had a house down there. So we spent a few months down with his mom who was there at the time, but she's here now. Um, so yeah, I loved Arizona. We've done the whole like West Coast and then we were debating on like moving somewhere out of Alaska and starting our lives, but we came back home because it's just home here for us. Yeah. And then kind of got right into starting our lives. So he went into his trade and then I found aesthetics. And so I've been doing aesthetics now for seven years and I reside in Palmer, Alaska and yeah, I mean, it's amazing. We love it here. How cold does it get in Alaska? Um, so where I am, I'm 40 minutes outside of Anchorage, which is like, I, everyone knows Anchorage. It's like the main big um, city in Alaska. So we're 40 minutes outside of Anchorage, which is more South Central. And it can get really cold. Like we can get negative 10, 20 in the winter, but typically, <laughs> I know. Okay, but typically we stay around like zero to 20 in the winter. Which, um, or maybe like 30 degrees on a good day. Crazy. It's just like, it's so warm. But it's to- not, it's not like, I mean, it's just dry and cold. Like I would take that honestly over 115 <laughs> degrees, you know, really? for Arizona. That's miserable. I feel like oh wherever gosh. you are though, like you adapt. Like I sure? kind of realized, cause like I've grown up in Arizona, I'd get used to the heat. And then I lived in Utah for like four four or five years and I remember visiting Arizona in the wintertime and my Arizona friends being freezing and I'm like it's oh, yeah. not that bad like I feel like yeah. you kind of adapt wherever you live that's true you do and like Fairbanks Fairbanks is another like city a lot of people know but it's like five or six hours north of where I live and when you go up to Fairbanks in like Thanksgiving Christmas time January it can get like negative 40 50 and then up on the North Slope, we know a lot of people who are slopers, we call them, who work on like the, with the oil and all that on the North Slope, like they do two and two oh. schedules. And up there, it's like negative 50 with like worse wind chills oh, and like no, day, no daylight in the winter <laughs> for like a couple months. So yeah, oh. it's, Alaska's crazy, but it's, it's huge. And it's, I mean, where we live, it's relatively normal. Like I feel like some Midwest states have worse winters than we do. Oh, wow. Like, would you say it's comparable to Montana? Yeah, I was going to say like Montana, Minnesota. I feel like I hear people have worse winters down there or even like New York or Buffalo, like Buffalo area. Like you get snowed in? Not really. Like we can, but we're so well equipped to handle like this, um, the weather here. So like, it's not like as bad when, you know, when Texas got really cold and like, was it last year or the year before and like it was like Armageddon or whatever (laughs) it's because like they're not equipped to handle anything like that down there and we're we're like it's the normal here we have plow trucks and people salting the roads and um just so much maintenance everyone has has four-wheel drive everyone has you know so it's just life up here um but it's I feel like it's relatively normal the only thing is like the opposite when we do have really hot summers like we're having now and no AC it's like that's our like crazy weather that would be really hard with no AC yeah are you guys humid or dry more dry but okay I I mean I say that I don't really know like we're not like Anchorage is on the ocean like on the coast kind of um 
So I don't know if they get more humidity. I feel like we're normal, but in the winter we get really dry. Okay. Oh, wow. Which yeah, it sucks for yeah, the skin. I feel like hot humidity, the worst. The freaking absolute worst. worst. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I could never. Texas, Sticky. no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I lived in Peru for a time and literally it would be like as hot as it is in Arizona, like a hundred, hundred and five at times with a hundred percent humidity. Like I would take a shower. And try to get dressed, and like my clothes would just be like soiled. Like, no, I could literally not do that. Sweating, especially my, my hair. My hair could never. Well, and my skin, it does not do well in humidity. Like the second that I got to California a few weeks ago, like I just like my skin was just purging, like instantly oh. purging. And the entire time that I lived in Peru, I was like pepperoni pizza face, like. I had so much acne the entire time. And I think that my skin, because it's so dry or was so dry, I don't know. I was also using apple cider vinegar on my face and straight alcohol. So (laughs) we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't taking the best of care of my skin, but I'm pretty sure it's the humidity that just doesn't do well with my skin. Maybe it's just Arizona because I lived here my entire life pretty much. I don't know. Okay. So you said you've been an SD for seven years, right? Yes. And you're pregnant. Yes. Um, I know we know that you your whole thing with the gender of the baby, but let's ask some questions for the people. So, <laughs> so do you know what you're having? So we are not finding out what we're having. We always said that for our first kid, we just don't want to know. We just want it to be a fun surprise. And yeah, so we just call it... It or a little babe. <laughs> just call it baby. Just little That's babe, awesome. baby, or it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you hiring someone when you go on maternity leave? So it actually had nothing to do with me going on maternity leave, but it's just working out that way that I am going to be bringing someone on here. It's actually probably this month happening. Um, and yeah, so she should be up and going and well established before I go for maternity leave. She'll be my first ever commission employee. Um, and she will just work in my room on my off days and times. Um, pretty part-time, but that's how we both like it. I know her from previous jobs and, um, yeah, so she's just, she's amazing. I've known her for a long time and she's a well-established esthetician as well. So I'm just super excited for this like next journey and it'll be a learning curve and it'll help my business and it'll just be good I think so that's amazing so are any of your clients seeing her while you're on maternity leave yeah so that's my hope is you know I tell all my clients that it with like confidence you know that they can book with her and they're gonna get a very valuable good trustworthy service um I'm like 100% confident referring to her So that I feel like makes a huge difference. So I feel like my clients will just see that and be comfortable booking with her. Good. Congrats on expanding your business. That's really exciting. Thank you. It's a lot. I I mean, it's just anytime you do something new for the first time, you get a little overwhelmed and like nervous about it, but then you just kind of roll with it and adapt and usually it works out for the best. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) okay um so what made you want to become an esthetician so I originally did not really know what I wanted to do 
um, with life. I think like my 16 year old self would have said I would be like married with kids by like 23 and I'll just be a stay at home mom. Um, But then, you know, you graduate high school and everyone's going off to college. And so me and my husband, well, so my boyfriend at the time, we both were like, well, we'll just start taking classes. And I was like, yeah, I think dental hygiene sounds like a good idea. Like everyone I feel like goes into dental hygiene. Sorry, my dog. (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? The Labradoodle. I want to see him. (laughs) We love when the dogs make an appearance on the podcast. We do. We're dog people. Didn't that happen with Rianne? Yeah, Rianne's dog kept wanting to play with her. (laughs) Okay, sorry. But um, he... Lay down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we... I was going to go for dental hygiene and literally one semester of college, I was like, nope, this isn't going to work, especially like working and living in my hometown and having a new boyfriend. I was like not motivated to be doing school at all. So that's when actually me and my husband went down to Arizona. We spent a few months down there and he had a laser treatment done on his back with this um plastic surgery. I don't know where it was in Arizona. I think it was in Scottsdale. So probably some bougie place. Yeah. But it was in a plastic surgeon's office and this beautiful blonde lady was doing his laser treatment. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, what, what are you? Like, how did you get to do what you're doing? And um, I had no idea what aesthetics was. I didn't know what an esthetician was. I, I feel like this was before Instagram really popped off. And like now everyone knows what we do, but I feel like back then it was totally. like just before the peak. Totally. Um, so she goes, I'm just an esthetician and I work in the office under a doctor and get to do all these fun treatments. And so I instantly Googled how to become an esthetician, esthetician programs near me. And as soon as we got back to Alaska, I enrolled and the rest was history. That's amazing. I remember like when I, when I started um, just the, I, I guess, having the idea of becoming an esthetician, I was telling people like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to go to school for aesthetics. And they're like, an anesthetist, you mean? <laughs> like, like you're going to do shots, like epidurals and things. Like, oh, because nobody knew what an esthetician was. Yeah. And then, or they'd be like, oh, like you're just going to beauty school. Like yeah. you're going to do hair and then like also learn skin. Like it wasn't its own thing. Yeah. But is it super saturated in Alaska? Um, I feel like now because of the way Instagram has like popped off with our industry and the beauty industry in general, I feel like it's becoming that way. And I would assume to say it's becoming that way everywhere. But I I, I really wouldn't use the word saturated because I'm truly in the mindset of like abundance and that there's totally. so many niches you can go into in aesthetics. Um, you know, you can go in just to do lashes or just to do facials or to work in an you know, in a doctor's office or like, there's just so many things you can do. And there's so many different realms of this industry and so many clients to go around. So I wouldn't say the word saturated. um, But yeah, it's definitely become a lot more popular. Yeah. Well, I, I try to have that abundance mindset as well, just to think like there's enough clients to go around. I don't feel like mentally that's an issue, but it's just, I, I feel like everyone around me is an esthetician now. And maybe like, you know, like when you start, like you buy a car and then everything around you is that car, yeah. you know? Yep. 
maybe that's why but I'm like holy cow like there's just so many it has popped off recently though like I feel like back in the day like hairstylist that was so popular whereas I feel like this is more popular now and I think it's just people now because the aesthetics industry is growing itself more things are coming out and I think it's so cool more people are interested but that also means like not even not just more people are becoming estheticians but more people are just interested in seeing estheticians and they have an interest in their skin now. So, I mean, I think it's also a really good thing. Totally. Okay. What is your favorite product that you carry? Favorite product I carry? Like your all time, like your OG number one choice. Oh no, this is so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have had Glymed a lot longer than I've had skin better. Um, those are the two lines I retail in my business, Climate Plus and Skin Better Science. Um, and Skin Better definitely is like current obsession for the last six, 10 months or whatever. But I would say Glyma just because it's like changed my business, changed my client's skin. And I've like really um, gotten people just obsessed with it here in Alaska, especially, but just in general. But I'd say like, Ugh. Gosh, mega purifying cleanser and living cell clarifier, I feel like are just such good staple OGs that I feel like almost anyone can get on and see a difference in their skin and love the products. Um, so yeah, my heart's going for those two and they just fly off my shelves. Like I don't have to do anything now. I have people just repurchasing them. Probably my two most repurchased products. Amazing. Those yeah. are great ones too. And I love that you love Glymed too because it is such a versatile, like there's so many products. Yes. Like, it's, there's something so in the line for everyone, truly. Yeah, totally. And then I would definitely say Alpharet Clearing Serum from Skin Butter. You only asked for one, but I'm giving you a third. Um, just because I'm seeing such a dramatic difference in my client's skin and Um, I was using it pretty religiously before I got pregnant and I was obsessed with it. Um, So yeah, I offer a clearing serum for that retinol for acne prone skin that's actually well tolerated in the skin with literally no irritation. Like I just, it's a dream product. Yeah, I just started that one and I feel like my blackheads. No, I was actually just about to tell you like how good your nose is. Thank you. I know because (laughs) I accumulate so many blackheads and I also know diet can have to do with that too. So like I've tried changing my diet too and I feel like that's helped. But oh my heck, the Alfred Clearing Serum, like like you typically have like a little bit of texture yeah. with your blackheads, but like right now it's like you can barely even see it's so your much smoother. And I haven't cleared out, I haven't gotten a deep clean in like a few weeks. And usually yeah. like I'll get like I'm not even getting a hydrofacial a week later, like they're back. Yeah. So oh. I agree. It's great. <laughs> oh good. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, and what is your number one service or specialty? I think I could guess. Hydrofacial. <laughs> yes. Definitely hydrofacial. I started offering um, hydrofacial in my second job in aesthetics. So uh, I worked at a med spa briefly as my second job, and they had a hydrofacial machine, and I literally didn't know what it was back then. I think it was six years, five or six years ago now. And so I was trained on it, and I really liked it. I didn't know anything about the company, and um, 
then my love for them just grew, especially as I went to my next job. And then I feel like I got more hands-on with like the rep and the company and learning about everything they have to offer. And so then I started my business, knew I had to have hydrofacial also in my business. Um, all my clients already loved it. I loved it. And I just, I also don't work more than like 20 hours a week in the treatment room. So I just don't have the time to be offering so many different services. And I'm very well niched in like my scope of practice. I don't do, well, estheticians can't microneedle or dermaplane or do any of that here. I don't do deep peels. So I have all my people I refer out to for other treatments. And I'm just very niched down into like results-driven skincare with like hydrofacial as your maintenance semi-corrective like treatment that you can do. I do other facials, of course, but like that's my that's my specialty. I love it. Love hydrofacial. How did you grow your clientele, especially like in Alaska? How did you do that? Yeah, so I feel like people will use an excuse about where they live as like a a negative to not being able to have clientele or build their business, you know, like saying they live in a small town, but actually like there's such an advantage advantage to being in a small town or being in a more rural place not that I'm really I mean I'm more rural than like Phoenix Arizona and like places like that or Anchorage Alaska but you have more opportunity to not have the competition and to stand out so I feel like anyone who's using their that as an an excuse is not seeing all the like benefit it can be to them in their business so definitely what was that the abundance mindset. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like part of building my clientele was it was really easy to start standing out, especially on social media. I started an Instagram like before there was really a lot of estheticians in my area on Instagram. I started following all of like estheticians and other people in the industry in the lower 48s and reps and companies and brands. So I feel like people in my hometown were seeing how passionate I was, how educated I was. I was definitely standing out on Instagram here um, building my Instagram and then also just patience and time and consistency. Like I had five years of experience in the same town of doing pretty much the same services. So that's a lot of time to build up a clientele before starting your business. So definitely when people look at, you know, me being fully booked or having a good solid clientele, they have to remember that there was like five years behind that of time. Um, And so many hours put into marketing yourself on Instagram and social media and, you know, providing an experience to clients. And then just, like I said, patience, but word of mouth, people will tell their friends or their family about you. And um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of other little tips. Like I think everyone should have online booking that makes you easier to get in with and for people to be able to schedule with you and just that convenience factor. Um, Yeah. So I don't know, just kind of standing out, being on social media, providing a quality service, showing your passion and your, your education. And that's kind of how I did it. (laughs) And in a nutshell. Yeah. And so this is, this is our last question. And how do you market yourself and what is your favorite social media platform? Because you're killing it on all of your platforms. (laughs) So share your tips. I, um, Instagram is definitely my number one marketing platform, especially for, I mean, 
I feel like once you're fully booked, aside from hiring an employee or raising your prices, there's really kind of no, not a whole lot of room to like add to your revenue for a business. Like you're kind of at your peak. I mean, there's, like I said, there's always ways to kind of grow a little bit. Um, But retail has been huge. So I use social media, uh, Instagram to like educate and sell my products. So that's been huge for my business. Um, especially with both of my skincare lines that I have, I have online store portals for them. So that helps a lot for um, means of income. And I am on TikTok. I accidentally blew up like end of 2019, right before the pandemic happened. Um, So I feel like TikTok, everyone knows, super popped off when we all went into shutdowns in 2020. And I just kind of started posting like my treatment room videos because I was already posting a bunch of like stories and jelly masks and like um, extractions and brow waxes to my Instagram stories. And I was like, well, I'll just throw these up on TikTok with a trending sound or whatever. And I popped off and it was, I mean, it's been in waves of like being really um, fun and me being really into it and waves of where I don't open the app for like two or three months, which is what I'm in right now. But I have, I think, I don't even know. I think I have 700,000 followers or something on TikTok, which is amazing. I might be, hold on. I have to check that now. But I, um, I did not know that you had that many. It's definitely um, just a fun platform and you have to take it as just fun. Like you're not hitting people in your local area. Um, Yeah. You know, some of it does equate over to Instagram, especially the more I've dove into the aesthetics part of like, my videos and stuff and education. I've gotten some followers from it um, that equated to my Instagram, which was cool. But yeah, I have 734,000 followers. Holy cow. I remember my first viral video too. And it was just like the most like adrenaline rush feeling (laughs) ever. Um, So yeah, I just, I just started video dumping over there and then I had like I said, I go in waves with it. Right now I'm on the the off of TikTok, but I'm sure I'll get back in and do do some fun stuff later on. Hit a million. <laughs> I, yeah, my goal is to hit a million this year, but it takes a lot of time and effort and posting. <laughs> totally. Were you posting every day when you first popped off? No. Um I like I said, I really accidentally blew up. I think it was literally my first like three videos I posted one of them was like over a million views and from there then I just kept dumping content onto the app I don't remember I didn't have a schedule or anything I was just posting as I had stuff with like no care in the world which was cool because Instagram we put so much like pressure on and like it needs to be aesthetic and perfect and like um you know, a lot more intention and thought behind our videos and everything that we do. TikTok, I could care less. I didn't know anyone on there. No one followed me that I knew. So I was like, this is just fun. Like, I'll just throw up a video, even if I could critique it in a million ways. And I maybe wouldn't put it on Instagram. But yeah, it was fun. That's Good. Okay, well, let's jump into the skin review. Um, I'm really excited to go through each product, kind of talk about some of the ingredients, how it feels, the texture, smells, all of that. But I just want to preface, we are not cosmetic chemists. Yes, we are not. 
So this is just our opinions from our research. Um, we are estheticians, <laughs> so we do have a good idea. But anyways, just wanted to preface that. And yay, Miracle's pulling out her products. They're so pretty. Yes, I love the gorgeous. Like she killed it with the packaging. That's awesome. So uh, Miracle, what is your favorite product from the line? Okay, so um, I used everything right away in her whole nine, is it nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, nine step process. Um, I think I skipped, it's actually eight steps because there's two oils. There's oil drops and a nighttime oil. And then really, if you're doing this routine daily, it could be even seven steps because you're not going to use the exfoliator every day. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a reasonable amount of steps for a routine. Initial thoughts. I, everything was nice. There's not fragrance in the line except for in the exfoliator, which I think is fine because it's, I think she said less than 1% fragrance and it um, is a wash off product. Anyway, it's not a leave on product and I'm not really against fragrance in general, but I know a lot of people who have that preference or have sensitive or reactive skin like to avoid fragrance just to be safe. So that's just another fact about the line. My favorite product is the cleanser because it is so silky and creamy. Um, kind of reminds me of Mega Purifying Cleanser from Glymed just for the consistency factor, but this is even like silkier than Mega Purifying, but it also does give a lather to it. Like um, it actually really like feels like it's doing something on the skin, mm -hmm. but still I would say it's not going to be your treatment cleanser, or your active cleanser. Um, I don't think it's really going to be meant to treat any skin concern. Like a lot of the cleansers we work with in professional grade lines are, um, but it's a really nice, like I think the line in general, but especially the cleanser is a really nice product for anyone literally for anyone who just wants a nice, gentle, simple cleanser. So Yeah. I actually think I would love the cleanser because looking at the ingredients, I mean, first water, it's water-based, but the second ingredient is glycerin, which is a humectant, mm -hmm. which I love for the skin. And the surfactant is a very mild surfactant. And I like that it does give a little foam because, I mean, I personally, I, I mean, I like cream cleansers, but I prefer a little foam. So I like how gentle the ingredients look with a mild surfactant. Yeah, you definitely don't get that stripped, harsh cleanse feeling like with a lot of cleansers, especially like drugstore cleansers or things you buy at Sephora. Um, it definitely feels like a nice formulation that, like I said, it actually kind of gives your skin that clean feeling without feeling stripped or irritated or, yeah. Would you say it's comparable to like the gentle or the cleansing, the cleansing gel from Skin Better? No, um, because it's like so, so it says cleanser foaming purifier, which is okay. weird. I mean, I get that it kind of foams. Like I said, it gives a slight foam or a lather, which I was surprised because it's like creamy. Oh, like it's yeah. like silky creamy. Interesting. So it's okay. not really like a gel feel. It's more like, it's kind of like a mix between a cream cleanser and a gel cleanser. Like it's really not like a cleanser I've ever used, which is interesting. interesting. Wait, that's really cool. So yeah. you said 
doesn't have any smell but what's like with the with the line itself would you say like the texture and like the consistency is good or like would you would you change anything about it if it were like your line (laughs) um with just the cleanser with any of the products any products yeah so there's a few I don't love um well that's I'm not even true I don't really have Okay, well, I'll just start. <laughs> the exfoliator. So the exfoliator, I think with consumer, um, what's the word? Compliance, like a consumer using the product correctly can be a great exfoliator product. However, I feel like most people are going to use this too harsh on the skin. It's a very like fine grit kind of polishy scrub. Definitely not like a harsh apricot scrub. Um like Kylie's line, her what, walnut yeah. scrub. Oh, yeah, this, it feels luxury, but it's very exfoliating. Like it's definitely kind of can, can be a very harsh polish, especially if you're using it super dry on the skin. If you're using a lot of pressure applying it, I think it should definitely be used no more than like twice a week um, for any skin type. I think you need to use it with water to kind of have some emulsification to it. Um, and I think it's definitely not for all skin types. I think someone super fair or redness prone or someone with, you know, a lot of active acne shouldn't be using this. However, I don't think, (coughs) excuse me, I don't think the product itself is bad. I just think it's not an exfoliator for everybody. Um, and you really need to be careful with this. And you could even, like, if you're someone out there with really sensitive skin and say you already got the exfoliator, you could even, like, use it on your body. Like, just make it a body exfoliator and it'll just be a really great body. like, (laughs) treat your face with it. Like, I I personally really enjoy the exfoliator. I like it. Um, I wouldn't love retailing it because I would be so worried about which clients I give it to and how they're using it at home. But yeah, I personally love the exfoliator. I really like, like if someone had it, they could spot treat just like their nose, blackheads with it, like the edges of their face if they're prone to like closed comedones or non-inflamed acne on their forehead or like hairline. Um, But like you said, bringing it down to like your shoulders or back or chest or (laughs) arms for KP or something, like it's a nice exfoliator. Actually, the grit the closest thing I can compare it to, but still this is, I would say more harsh, is the PC10 micro scrub from Glennon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But that this, is very gritty. Yeah. So yeah. the ingredient that is like the physical exfoliation is sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. And so if you can imagine like baking soda, if you were to constantly rub it, it's almost like a fine grit sandpaper. Yep. Yeah. Like with constant exfoliation so if you're not using it properly I mean it's just like sandpaper you can over overdo it <laughs> over yeah. and cause more damage than good and so that would lead to so many more issues yeah I would definitely say the best way to describe it exactly like what you said with the baking soda but if you're laying on the beach with like sand like dry sand mm-hmm. and you're like okay. rubbing it on your legs do you know what I mean like I do that yeah. on the beach it's that feel for your face. So that's where you would really not want to use pressure with your hands. You don't need to push it into the skin or rub it. You just need to like apply it on and just kind of give it that 30 seconds of, you know, exfoliation and rinse it away and be done. I used to use that salt scrub, the sea salt scrub from Lush. 
it literally has like chunks, like crystals of salt. <laughs> and I'm you? Like, yeah, I'm literally like reflecting back to that time and I'm like, I was just like micro tearing my skin. Like over and over and like I would let it sit for like 20 minutes I'm like I was sucking my skin dry like with yeah. all the salt yeah. and scratching the crap out of it so physical exfoliants I love them but I do prefer if a physical exfol- exfoliant has like a really fine grit but then a higher percentage of chemical exfoliant I feel like yeah. that's perfect exfoliator <laughs> yeah well that's why I love the anti-aging exfoliant yes. mask from Glymed it's my favorite oh. Gosh, I, I that's it. the best exfoliator so I've ever used. I love it. Because it's like so gentle but so effective and you get both means of exfoliation with physical and chemical and those beads it's, are like way less fine grip but more like spherical, like soft, yeah. but you still feel like you're getting a scrub feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Love it. Um, Are there any other products in the line that you don't love the texture or was it really just like the exfoliator? Um, No. So uh, the moisturizer is actually the product I, so that's like, there's three I had like negative notes for and it was the exfoliator, which again, I think negative notes in the eye of whatever. Um, The moisturizer it's so thick. It definitely does pill on the skin. Um, I yeah. saw reviews about that and I gave it two tries and I'm sure maybe for some skin types it wouldn't, or if you didn't use, you know, maybe if you just went in with your cleanser, one serum and the moisturizer, maybe it wouldn't, but it is a very heavy, thick moisturizer. I would say definitely more suitable for um, mature skin types, really dry, mature skin types with no acne concerns. Um, I feel like this would be way too heavy for an acne client, way too heavy for someone normal to oily skin, Um, especially after using like some of the other products like her serums and her hyaluronic. I just feel like it's definitely more of a thick, mature skin nighttime like moisturizer. So would you say you would only recommend it for nighttime because if it pills, obviously you probably couldn't put makeup on during the daytime. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't think the moisturizer is meant for mo- like most skin types and definitely not meant for morning and nighttime use because of the consistency um, and how heavy it is. And yeah. I denoted it to a belly cream <laughs> for, for me. Good. That's so I smart. Yeah, I think it's like, again, I don't think I haven't, you know, you have the um, ingredient list and stuff, but I don't think it means it's a bad product. I just think it's not for most people. Totally. And it's just to note that I don't love it and it's very heavy. But yeah, it's um, my acne self cannot deal with it <laughs> on my skin. So yeah, yeah, I noted it to a belly cream. So it's nice and thick on my belly skin. And yeah. The That's so skin. smart. Wait, why is that word so funny? Belly skin. Belly skin. Belly skin. And I think we were talking about this. I I want to say I did um, a comedogenic check on some of the ingredients or some of the products. And I it was the night oil and I think the moisturizer that had some comedogenic ingredients, which again, if people are very adamant about looking at a comedogenic like list, they would want to avoid this. Um, yeah or pore cloggers but I'm not again I'm not super 
like you need to avoid fragrance or you need to avoid a product if it has one comedogenic ingredient right. because it's all about formulation and um, the the quality or the quantity of the ingredient and not really determines that the product itself is going to clog your pores. But that's just to note. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's the – what's the saying they say? It's – the amount that creates the poison. Like too much of anything is bad. Too much water for you is bad, you know? But yeah, I mean, looking at the ingredient list, there are some great ingredients in it. I see glycerin. I see squalene. I see emollients. I see beta-glucan, my favorite. (laughs) And there's even lactic acid in it, which I actually was surprised to see. But um, I mean, I think that's great, especially for a belly moisturizer. Totally. Amazing. Yeah. Let's see I if I can. Oh, also to note, I don't love um, products in jars. <laughs> so same. Like I, one of my favorite moisturizers of all time, that is the Jan Marini um, Transformative Face Cream. Yeah. Next to like Trio, but Trio will win out every time for me because it's in an airtight like pump bottle, and the face cream is in like a you know. Sweet. I feel like. Not only because of um, like contamination purposes and like it hitting the air and your fingers hitting the the product in the jar, but also you end up using so much more than you need. When a product is in a um, pump bottle, I feel like it really controls how much you're using because you really can tell your clients like, hey, one to two pumps, dab it on each spot of your face and that's all you need. With a product in a jar, you're going to have a client like scooping that out and putting on way too much and um then also again to know if you're acne prone like you just have things going in and out of it for the three however many months you have the product and that's just like gross to me which she does have a little scooper for her um exfoliator and moisturizer which is cool that I like but yeah just to note about my personal um opinion on products in jars (laughs) That's so true because I feel like I go through my Jan Rooney transformative face cream like so fast, which I mean, I do think there could be more product in it, but I feel like I go through it so fast because I just am scooping a ton out. Yeah, definitely. You have less control over product usage. Totally. Would you say that this line is worth $650 for non-professional products? I do because if anyone's doing the math – um, that I think it breaks down to about, I, again, I did this a little bit ago, like $60 a product or something like that. Um, for nine products, like five to $600 really is reasonable in my head for a nice, like full skincare line, especially when you get to comparing lines, um, like Drunk Elephant and Sephora. I mean, there's lines that are 10 times more expensive, like La Mer, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Lemaire. So yeah. I mean, to me, they're reasonably priced. I think she definitely went a little more higher end, but I, I would like to think she went super quality with her, her formulations as well, working with an esthetician and dermatologist, um, which is cool to note. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can I just say what her esthetician said? Yes. Oh, Throwing shade at JLo. <laughs> It made me laugh. Oh my gosh, I wrote it down. What'd she say? She said people don't expect much more from celebrity skincare lines than olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. I died when I read that. <laughs> I just, my only like question with, I guess, 
I guess just with her team was the comment that her esthetician had made that she doesn't believe um, SPF is necessary indoors. Yeah, so weird. It was just like, okay, I'm going to take everything lightly, but like proceed from there, you know? Well, and that's how we should be with everything. Like we can hear someone else's professional opinions or thoughts and completely disagree with them. And I think that's totally okay. I feel like people Mm -hmm. don't think that way these days. They kind of will hear something that triggers them or that they don't agree with and then kind of write everything off, which I think is just not like a way to live your life. Um, But back to the sunscreen thing, we said this last time, but if a plant can grow and get sunlight inside your house, your skin can get UV rays from inside your house. So of course you need sunscreen anytime you're going to be exposed, whether it's indoors or outdoors. So totally just food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Why do you think she wanted to start her own skincare line when she just went on a rant about Kylie skin a few months ago? Um, what's your, what was her rant? I don't know. I didn't hear it. She, she like loved it. She's like, oh, like okay, okay. And all these things. So I'm like, then if you, I don't know, like if you believe so wholeheartedly in Kylie's line, like why do you feel the need to come out the line? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, they're the Kardashians. I think they're going to fully dive in and support whatever their sister's brands are, which totally. yeah. hello, good American skims. I think everything haven't tried the tequila. Definitely not a fan of Kylie's skin, but for the most part, like they put out really good stuff. Um, and they just have such a close knit, like I, like I'm a part of their family. They have such a close knit family. You guys, um, their support for each other is just unmatched, but no, I think, um, it's kind of, to me, it makes sense for Kim Kardashian. Like she's been known to try and kind of set uh, like influence and what am I trying to say of like the in- beauty industry for so long. Like I think she was one of the first that got eyes on the um, uh, vampire facial PRP microneedling like years ago. Oh yeah, everyone still asks about it. Like, is this like one that Kim Kardashian got? And it's like, that, I mean, like, it's wild. It's yeah. wild that she should she could have gotten a treatment like that. What like ten or fifteen years ago had a picture posted and people are still referencing it to this day. So, I mean, it's no secret that she's in the beauty industry. Um, She's in, what is it? I don't know, Calabasas or whatever, traveled the world, sees facialists and dermatologists and gets lasers done and microneedling. So I think she's no, um, like, newbie to the realm of skincare. And I think also she, they're just the Kardashians and they can do whatever break. Um, business and brand they want to do these days um we just have to hope that they go into it knowledgeable and educate themselves and do things the right way with good intention behind it um which is what I had hoped for skin by Kim and like any other brands you want to see a celebrity or anyone come out with but yeah I don't think it's weird that she came out with a skincare line I think it makes sense for her totally um I think we mentioned this last time we recorded but I am I think I obviously I love skims I wear like head to toe pretty much on the daily of some sort whether it's yeah anything I love I love all skims but um I think that she had such a high quality place to start with having skims be 
I don't know, like so awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, why wouldn't we then trust her with like another high quality brand, you know, rather yeah. than starting out with something that could have been subpar and then trying to like redeem herself through a better brand. I think she just, I don't know. She's, she started off like gold standard, I feel like with skims and now is like, I don't know. Trying to diversify. Yes, um, you know? well, like think of Kylie. <laughs> I'm just comparing right. the two right now because they both have skincare lines. Um, I just looking from what I do know, I trust Kim's line more, but mm-hmm. also like I love Skims. I trust mm-hmm. Kim's brand more. I've never tried Kylie's makeup, but like her swimsuits, right? They kind of yeah. flopped a little bit, you know. Yeah. And so it's like there's a little more lack of trust there. Even though I love Kylie, I think she's so cute. I just I trust Kim's brand a little more because of that. Yeah. So I think another part I am, I just, I feel this way with most celebrity skincare lines, just like a little conflicted because I love this celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then like, I think at the same time, I have to reference like their credentials to start mm-hmm. something a lot of times. And I mean, I think Kim did it a very appropriate way with like using high-end chemists and estheticians and with her also having had so many services and used so much expensive skincare for so long. I think it makes her a little bit more trustworthy. Right. My only thing that I didn't actually like love about this though, was the way that she had advertised. I think her, like her advertising was really cute, but the thing that as a professional skincare person, like a little bit concerns me is that she had talked about her skincare conditions that she has like psoriasis and eczema and then immediately started talking about her products afterwards, yeah. which then for a lot of consumers could allude that this could cure their psoriasis or their eczema when it's really just an internal inflammation concern rather than just a skin concern, you know? Absolutely. It doesn't seem like it may be treatable. Well, and also like just to make claims like that, not that she directly made a claim, but I mean, lines that are not for the most part professional skincare lines that licensed professionals work with retail and use on their clients. Other lines aren't going through these rigorous clinical trials and testing and um, showing like actual effects on the skin and results long-term and correction of pigmentation and correction of acne and correction of um, signs of aging, like fine lines and wrinkles and, So you just can't, at the end of the day, you really can't say much about a line that hasn't gone through those. Yeah, that hasn't gone through that. And like even, I mean, for someone who had seen estheticians and dermatologists for 20 years, I don't believe that that gives you the credentials to make even recommendations within like things that you've used for other Mm -hmm. people because everyone's skin is so different. And I don't think that people realize like – how much of um almost like a what's it called like a mystery or like almost like a scavenger hunt that it is like to try to figure out someone's skin like oh it's a puzzle down to a puzzle that's better like down to like their lifestyle their diet their genetics like there's so many things that play into it um that it's hard to just well one size doesn't fit all totally and so like even seeing people for so many years it's like okay like let's say you've been using tritinoin for 20 years and you you believe that that's the gold standard of like this is going to help everyone with anti-aging 
it could not be the same thing for everyone. So that is one reason why, and I try to educate people about, um, influencers or YouTubers like, like Hiram or Susan Yara or like people even that I, I don't have anything bad to say about them, but you need to take their word differently than a licensed professional because although they might be some self-proclaimed super educated about skincare ingredients and try all the products on the market and give their reviews, they're not working on hundreds or thousands of faces with skincare and treating skin concerns on like I said, hundreds and thousands of people, they're working with just their own face and all these products and their own experience and their knowledge of the ingredients and not how they actually perform on multiple different skin types and concerns and ages and demographics. And that's what sets licensed professionals like estheticians, dermatologists, apart from <laughs> influencers and YouTubers who can claim that the experience. Yeah, the experience of the product and how it's working treating their patients and their clients. So yeah, I think like a way to compare it almost would be like someone who's like a plane engineer, like people who build planes versus being the pilot who actually has to deal with turbulence, has to deal with like actually like being the person versus being the person who knows everything from the outside, but doesn't actually have the experience of doing it hands-on inside. That's really good. Like Hiram might... might know exactly how to describe glycolic acid and lactic acid and mandelic acid, but he might not know how that performs on 10 different people's skin skin types and how it's going to react on, you know, Susie down the street versus us right here. However, absolutely love it. Okay. Um, I think we have, we were just going to go over some ingredients from each product, but I know we've covered, we covered the cleanser, cleanser. the exfoliator, the cream. So um, their toner, let's talk about the toner for one second. How do you like the toner? I like the toner. Um, I haven't used it with a cotton round. I've used it more as an essence um, okay. where I just like drip the product into my hand. It's a liquid consistency, but I just pat it into the skin I think it's enzymatic and AHAs in there, so you guys can cover the ingredients. But I do have to say I really enjoy it, and it's not – I have skin that is super reactive. Like I could do uh, like a very sensitive chemical peel and like kind of light up from it. Um, Toners typically, like I feel the spice like pretty quickly with a lot of products – And I don't, not one thing in this line gives me that like spicier reactive feel, which just to me says it's very gentle and very well tolerated in the skin. Um, May also mean that it's just not strong and not doing a lot, (laughs) but that's, I would say it's a safe toner for everyone to use Um, and probably combines a lot of hydrating ingredients with it, um, but does give that super gentle exfoliation. Yeah. Yeah, so it's water-based, and the second ingredient is witch hazel, um, which I think as, as long as it's not like Thayer's witch hazel, like it's yeah. not just it witch hazel, I think that's fine if your skin can tolerate that okay. But I mean, there's glycerin in it. I see some enzymes. I see papaya, pineapple, and niacinamide is in it, which I think – that's the star ingredient. It helps with redness, helps with oil production. Um, let's see what else is in here. 
Yeah, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the toner. Okay. I'm not much of a toner person. Like, I use CBD um, B3 Facial Mist from Glymed every single day. I've I've never been one since, like, my high school years to use, like, a strong astringent on a cotton round and, like, strip my skin. I just feel like that's not necessary. So I really like that this is more of, like, an essence, gentle feel. Yes. I agree. And toners back in the day were created to balance your pH after cleansers, whereas now our cleansers aren't going to, they're evolved. They're not going to throw off the pH of our skin. So do I think toners are necessary? No, but can they help? Sure. Yeah. I like, I feel like the toners that I would ever recommend are more of just like astringents to target something. Yeah. Whether it's like yeah. rehydrating or acne or, you know, just more of almost like, yeah, just an astringent. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Like we're more so targeting something than just to use it to use it. Right. And how do you feel the hyaluronic acid serum performed? What are your thoughts on that one? I love the hyaluronic acid serum. Um, not gonna really cover like the price point of it because it's more expensive for hyaluronic um I think but it feels so nice it's not sticky at all it's not like Glymed's ultra hydrogel that's more fluffy it's really like a thin like hyaluronic serum feel but it doesn't leave the skin sticky it absorbs super well I enjoy the experience putting it on and like using it and continuing on with my skincare. Um, so yeah, I really, I don't have anything bad to say about it other than people might not want to spend, I think it's like 80 or 90 on a hyaluronic yeah. serum. So it's a little pricier, uh, but it says hyaluronic acid serum plumping hydration. So I don't know if there's peptides in there or what's it's combined with that maybe makes it more expensive, but yeah, I don't have anything negative to say. Yeah, I saw cosmetic chemist. Oh, what's her name? Janie. Oh, that looks nice, Miracle. So it's like, so it's like liquidy. But it's like, yeah, very just traditional serum like. Yeah. Yeah. That looks nice. Um, but I saw, oh my gosh, what's her name? Jane. Oh my gosh. When I find her, I'll tag her because I learned this from her. She's a cosmetic chemist and she was looking at the hyaluronic acid serum. And she was saying, like, yes, it is more expensive for a hyaluronic acid serum, but she says the reason she thinks it is pricier is because of the saccharide isomeric ingredient um, because it has humectant properties and gives an instant plump, which hyaluronic acid alone does that, but it just yeah. kind of boosts it. So okay. she says she that's why it's a little more expensive than your average HA serum. Yeah, which would make I, sense. I have back in the day used um... – would never use it now, <laughs> but the the ordinary hyaluronic acid, yeah, it's so sticky and sudsy. Like I hate it. I it was so bad. Um, this almost has like the same consistency, but without all of that. Like no stickiness, no sudsiness. Like it absorbs into the skin really well, and you feel like it's quality. So yeah. not three dollar uh, from the ordinary. <laughs> right. Okay, then the next one that we're going to talk about is their vitamin C serum. So give us your your take on it. So the vitamin C, um, it's vitamin C8 serum, ethyl ascorbic acid, which I think is the same uh, derivative of vitamin C. I might be wrong. 
that's used in SkinCeutical CE Ferulic. Um, The consistency gives off like living cell clarifier from Glymen. So really liquidy. I'll show you guys here. Oh, yeah. That did just. Is it clear? So it's clear and liquidy. Um, Like it literally is like living cell clarifier from Glymen. I I love that because that's, again, you guys know one of my favorite products. And I'm all for a product that's like light and hydrating and brightening on the skin. Um, Would it be like my favorite vitamin C serum? No, because I, again, I think vitamin C is, vitamin C and retinol to me are two of the most picky products I'm going to be for treating, correcting, and building collagen in the skin um, and recommending to my clients. So I only have a few vitamin Cs I really am like 100% trustworthy on. Alto Defense from Skin Better being one of them. But I think this is a nice serum. I enjoy it. Um, I have been using this in place of my living cell just while I've had it. So almost two weeks, I think. And I I really like it. Good. Sweet. Yeah. And I mean, the version of vitamin C, it's an inactive version of L-scorbic acid. It's 3 O ethyl ascorbic acid, which is a great alternative, especially if you have more skin sensitivity. So I really like the vitamin C she used in her serum. It's more of a slow release. Um, So I think it's great. The only thing I don't love about it is how high of a percentage it is because a higher percentage doesn't always mean better with ingredients. Um, This form of vitamin C performs best anywhere from 0.5% to 5%. Okay. Um, and she has 9% in hers. So do I think it's the biggest deal? No, I don't. Um, I just wish it was more in that range. But I also do like that there's hyaluronic acid in her vitamin C serum, which I think is really cool. Yeah. That's good to know about the percentage, that it's not more effective to have more than 5%. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that from, oh my gosh. Cosmetic. I will tag all the cosmetic chemists that gave me this information on our Instagram because I cannot think of their names right now, but yeah, learned it through a source I trust. <laughs> so I think um, I think we had mentioned this last time we re- we recorded, but with L-ascorbic acid, if you are acne prone, like it is not the kind of vitamin C that you should use because it's very unstable. Right. And so just. If you're listening, check your vitamin C serum if you're acne prone for it being L-ascorbic acid. Um, you and know how many can- popular vitamin Cs with L-ascorbic acid is is clinicals, I think, L-ascorbic? And I want to say I want to say the CE Frulic is, though. Okay. Yeah. I did not I did not personally like CE Frulic when I used it. It back in the really day. smells like hot dog water. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing compares to... Alto defense. Yeah. Oh, CE Frulic is. It does have L-scorbic acid. Okay. It looks like. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't love that for my acne prone clients because everyone who's acne prone is like, oh, I want to brighten my skin. And then they result to vitamin C or they're like, oh, I know it has antioxidants result to vitamin C, but then I mean, we not all vitamin C is created equal. So absolutely. Like that's, like I said, vitamin C and retinol to me are like, two of the products that any consumer should be the most picky about um, because they could be completely wasting their money or picking a retinol or a vitamin C that's completely wrong for their skin. So those are like worth the investment and worth being educated and picky about for sure. 
vitamin C and retinol, I feel like are both blanket words. Like there are what nine different types of retinol or eight, eight or nine different types of forms of retinol. And same and, with vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, they're not all created equal. Okay. Next one we're going to talk about is the eye cream, which is just packed full of peptides. Do you like the texture consistency and everything of that one? I did. I really liked the eye cream. It reminded me um, consistency wise of, um, uh, what's Interfuse? it called? Interfuse. Is that what it's yeah. called? Why am I blanking? Pregnancy brain. Interfuse, <laughs> which is my favorite eye cream right now from Skin Butter. Um, so it's super light and fluffy. It goes on the skin really well, absorbs really well. It's not super thick, but it feels like it's just doing something. Like you said, it's packed with peptides. I enjoy that. Um, it's in a jar. So again, I think how totally fine, like not anything to ruin the product, but like, again, if you're going to spend the money, like interfused by skin butters in a pump airtight container. So like, that's just something to know, but yeah, the consistency is really nice. No fragrance feels good on the under eye. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about the oil drops. Um, so there's, she has two oils. She has the oil drops and the night oil. Um, can you kind of talk about the two and the difference between them and how they feel? Yeah. So, um, the oil drops I like, I've only used them a couple times being super acne prone. I'm just careful with oils. And I've also just been like coating my skin with the Anfisa balm every night. So I just don't use the, I don't use oils right now. Yeah. Um, cause that's just a lot. The oil drops feel very kind of light. It's not like a heavy, thick oil. Um, I enjoy it. I did a comedogenic check on that because I think oils is kind of good to do a comedogenic check. Um, there's no comedogenic ingredients in the oil drops, but there was three or four in the night oil and I've only used the night oil on my belly, not on my face, just cause I don't want to even mess with that. My skin's doing really well right now and I just don't want an unnecessary breakout. Mm-hmm. Well, and the night oil has so, so, so many derivatives of different oils, like apricot yeah. oil, grapeseed oil. Like there's so many. Well, and we mentioned this last time, but I, again, there's no need for, like, that's one thing that confused me about her lineup was why are you making two oils? Like I just, that's just not, not necessary. Yeah. Um, and then a really thick, like moisturizer that I would really only use at night, like that. She could have done a different product or done without two oils or had a better like alternative moisturizer or anything else. I don't love that she did two oils. I agree. Yeah. Um, so is the, consistency, is the consistency super different between the two? Um, let's see. No. The night oil feels maybe a little bit oilier. If that makes okay. sense. Like the, the oil drops feel almost a little bit more like the dry oil, like beauty oil from Glymed, um, a little bit like a lighter oil. The oil drops is a little bit thicker, but they're pretty close. They're not super different to know. Okay, cool. Well, sweet. Okay, so what is your – wait, did we go through all the other products? I think we did. Yep, that was um, What would you say your overall rating would be for the whole line? Um, I would say for a general consumer with not a whole lot of skin concerns, I feel like you can't 
Not that you can't go wrong, but I feel like you would have a nice experience with this line, um, getting you into skincare, getting you familiar with using multiple steps, um, having something that's gentle, not super harsh or going to be super like reactive on your skin. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not upset about a lot of the ingredients and from what we've like gone over and the experience of how it feels on the skin. So I would say like a, like an eight, seven, seven, eight. Awesome. 7.3. She did good. (laughs) Yeah, I think she did great. I think you just have to be an educated consumer. And if you're trying to, you know, if you're someone who's like, I need to target my melasma and hyperpigmentation or I have acne and I really need to get focused on that or I'm really starting to be preventative aging, like just don't waste your time or money on any other line and just go see a professional and get their recommendations. You're going to have a better experience with quicker results and long-term skin health. Um, That's just my personal opinion as an esthetician, and I'm sure you guys agree. But yeah, yeah, as a general consumer, what was that? Celebrity lines are just fun. Yeah, they're just fun. As a general consumer who's maybe new to skincare, sure, like pick it up. But just note that, you know, if you have a real skin issue or concern, you should probably just skip all those steps and go right to the licensed professional. I agree. I I don't have anything to add. I don't either. Well, thank you so much, Miracle, for coming on again. Yeah. We have such a fun episode that's going to be, it's going to blow your minds in the future with Miracle. We've been talking about, and so it'll roll out in like the next few months when we record it, but keep an eye out for that and miracle you're amazing we love you and we're so excited for you to have your cute little baby yes <laughs> can't wait to see and do you want to shout out your instagram and all your socials yes um love you guys too i literally have followed you both for so long so it was so <laughs> nice to finally meet you and get to see you again and we'll see each other again in the next podcast yes. um my instagram and tiktok is where you can find me at Miracle the S T E S T I. And that's it. Amazing. Awesome. Simple as that. Okay. Well, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. And then thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We would love it if you guys could leave us a review and tag us in your stories. And if you've purchased the skims or not skims, the skin line, um, let us know what you guys thought of it too. And yeah. if you found this episode helpful, we would appreciate if you'd share with your SD friends. And totally. yeah, thanks Rate, for listening. Review, subscribe, follow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and leave us five stars. It means so much to us and we'd love to see your feedback. If you have any requests for future guests or future topics, feel free to DM us or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.